This is Don't Forget the Small Stuff, and today we're talking about Ghostbusters. Hey, you know what I did? I taped a 20 minute workout on my machine and played it back at twice the speed. It only took 10 minutes, got a great workout. You guys want a mineral water or something? (laughs) Can we do that for the podcast? Welcome to Don't Forget the Small Stuff, the podcast that celebrates the overlooked and forgotten little moments in films. I'm Jess, and with me today is Andy. Hey, I'm back. And a new member to the Small Stuff family, it's my brother from the same mother, it's Joe. Hi. 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 Um, just a little bit of admin before we start. You can find us online at smallstuffcast.com. We are at smallstuffcast on X, which you can find at twitter.com. Instagram and Facebook, and you can contact us using email at smallstuffcast.com. And our music is by Skeleton King. You can find more of Skeleton King's work by following the link in the show notes. Joe, it's good to have you on the podcast. How are you feeling about your first recording? Uh, yeah, good, excited, a little bit nervous, but yeah, yeah, good, cool. So, before we start talking about Ghostbusters, Andy, I wanted to just do a little bit of rather sad, um, small stuff admin. We talked about, when we did the Great Escape podcast, we talked about David McCallum. Mm-hmm. He sadly died uh, not that long ago, a few weeks ago. I know, sad yeah. times. Isn't and it? so um, I just wanted to acknowledge that. I know there are lots of, um, I don't know what you want to call it, sort of celebrity deaths that happen throughout the, the the ongoing months and things. But I wanted to particularly point out David McCallum because he's quite, he holds a sort of fun place in my in my mind. We should have started with that tune he wrote. You know the one? Oh, the edge. Trade um, nicked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the edge it's called. Yeah. yeah. We should have. Maybe I'll I'll play a little excerpt now. But yeah, so um he was I ninety something, I think, so um he did a good job. How did he how did he meet his end in that in the Great Escape? Did he... Oh in the Great Escape. He saves Bartlett. He at the train station and oh, that's the, right. they shoot yep. him as he's <clears> running away. Uh okay. Let's talk about Ghostbusters. So Joe, I particularly wanted you on this recording because in my head when we were kids i feel like ghostbusters was your favorite film yeah i've often for a long time said it was my favorite film to a point where i was like is it really my favorite film or am i just saying it because it's a good film yeah but re-watching it recently reminded me it really is just it's definitely up there it's superb you do you how do you feel you feel similarly yeah, it's got a, a similar warm, fuzzy place in my heart. The um, In the same way as I'm pretty sure The Empire Strikes Back was the first film I went to see with my parents at the cinema, mm. I also think it was this, you know? I yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. They seem to blend into one memory. Um, but I definitely went to see this with my dad um, a long time, 1984, I guess it would have yeah. been. I would have been 10. Is that even legal? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's fine. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, anyway, so I love this. I love it. And actually, I've not seen it for a couple of years, actually. I've watched a lot of the uh, the newer versions, if you like. I've seen Afterlife and the, whatever the one they did with um, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy mm. which um, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, coming back to this, watching it again, it's fantastic. I, I always used to say, again, probably like ancient history now, but I always used to say with the absence of a, an actual real answer, I used to say it's the best comedy ever made. That was always in my head. That's what it was. I just think th- I was surprised watching Ghostbusters again for again the first time in quite a few years. I was reminded of how much of it 
has seeped into my my everyday. Like there are so many lines in this film that I will think of like any given month I will mm-hmm. have thought about two or three Ghostbusters lines out of complete out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh and it's um is that a, a testament to its writing? Question. Yeah, it's it's is that but also they're delivered very well. Everything's given time to kind of sink in. Nothing's rushed here. Mm. Um, it's not a long film, but everything seems deliberate. Um, there's a few lines uh, uh, Spengler delivers, which no doubt we'll get onto at some point. And it's just just the pacing of the delivery of what he says. It's very good. Very. It just makes. Um, there's no. There's no kind of rushing through scenes. They're very proud of what they've done. Yeah. I kind of feel similarly. So um, I was thinking about the, you know, the the scenes with Janine, and the scenes with Lewis and Dana in the apartment. They live. They give them room, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They they allow these somewhat secondary characters chance to do their thing and be funny. And yeah, think about the um, when Dana comes out of the rehearsal with the violinist dude, yeah, and Venkman's just fooling around, yeah. and there's. There's dialogue that doesn't really need to be there. They have a conversation about yeah. the guest conductor, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know if this is time to talk about this now, but watching it nearly, nearly, oh my God, nearly 40 years mm-hmm. after it was released, yeah. mm-hmm. the effects don't really hold up, do no. they? But were the effects cool then when we first saw it? It's so difficult to to think back. I remember being quite amazed i mean i was 10 right yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah i've been watching battle of the planets yeah on saturday morning great show by the way yeah i know yeah. um so but yeah there's certainly the dog bear whatever they are things yeah. um they look a bit sketchy now don't they sketchy the rest of it's okay i think the ghosts are yeah. all right yeah i think i mean yeah i think the effects you get some some of the effects are actually pretty good and some uh, i'll probably mention later they stand up fairly well mm-hmm. others look horrendous yeah so, <laughs> <agreed>. <laughs> it's a bag. yeah okay um i think let's just go unless you've only got anything else to say we can go into the small stuff yeah first thing i wanted to talk about was honestly this might be my favorite small stuff of the whole film and it's almost right at the beginning i'm going to skip over the stuff in the library with the librarian but I wanted to mention the ESP test that he's giving, that, that Peter is giving, and specifically the guy. <laughs> the way his gum drops out of his mouth. <laughs> it's, I actually think it's my favourite small stuff mm-hmm. in the whole film. I just, it's such a great little bit. And then he picks it up, puts it back in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> They're paying him $5. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. You can keep the five bucks. And he was asking him 80 questions, Mm -hmm. each of which he's going to get an electric shock after. (laughs) So, yeah, we've basically seen it from the start and he's already disturbed. (laughs) It's a perfect introduction to Peter as well. Just what an awful person he is. What a tool. He's just, yeah, he's a terrible person. But I I don't know if the film is sort of his redemption story. Of course. Because yeah, by yeah. the end, you know, he's yeah, not yeah. quite as terrible. Yeah. Well, I, I, speaking of how terrible he is, you know, obviously he's doing that test to kind of um, get to know Jennifer, mm-hmm. the other test subject. 
she they arrange to meet at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. What happens to Jennifer? Does she show up? Oh god, yeah. And that's it. She's going to miss out on. And then later, you know, a few weeks later, she sees Vegman on the news catching ghosts. And uh, I would like to know what happens to Jennifer. She's nice. Um, just just before we leave our scene, just something mm. I wrote down. Um, someone scrawled a Venkman burning hell on his door. Yeah. Which, if we didn't... I mean, it kind of telegraphs what we should think of him. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually didn't see it until this time around. I didn't read it before, but uh, there we go. Yeah. Venkman burning hell. Mm-hmm. Nice. Another thing <laughs> I noticed in, in the, I think, the lead-up to that scene where they uh, there's an exterior shot mm-hmm. of... It's the Weaver Hall of Psychology. I mm-hmm. don't know if it's... Uh, an ode to Sigourney Weaver, or oh, good point. Oh, or whether there is generally a, a Weaver hall. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me of uh, in Little Britain they had they were always at Kelsey Grammar School. <laughs> 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 uh, so after the scene with uh, with Jennifer and um, we don't know the other guy's name. He might be in the credits, but I don't know what his name is. No, no. no. Uh, anyway, we we they finally go and have their first encounter with the ghost. And I, I talked about how this film has seeped into my consciousness, right? The the book stacking, the symmetrical book stacking, mm-hmm. that's still with me to this day. So my colleague, Jess, friend of the show, a member of the Small Stuff family, she showed me a photo um, of her bookcase, but then I think it was next to her bed, there was, uh, next to her bookcase, there was um, a stack of books. And I was like, oh, symmetrical book stacking. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. No, no human being would stack books like that. This is hot, Ray. Symmetrical book stacking, just like the Philadelphia Man's Turbulence of 1947. You're right. No human being would stack books like this. Listen. You smell something? I think that whole um, scene when they're down in, in the library... Again, it just shows what Peter is all about. He just has disdain for the whole thing. Yeah. He's walked down the stairs. He's yeah. so bored. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, God. He's rolling his eyes. It's brilliant. It's it's great stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is... We talk about this a lot, and it's fairly, you know, it's a fairly standard filmmaking kind of technique, but we talk about show, don't tell. They mm-hmm. do it so well yeah. with, with all three of the guys mm-hmm. because Ray is so enthusiastic... Yeah. And Pete is so dismissive and blasé and Egon is just always constantly mm-hmm. studying something. Uh, it, it's great. They do such a good job with that. Um, there's also that great moment when uh, Ray goes, listen, can you smell something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's roll forward a little bit because I know you guys wanted to say something about the first time um, we meet Dana and Lewis and they they um, they uh, they kind of we meet them at the apartment building. For for me, it was it's that first time of meeting Lewis, mm-hmm. and just what a fantastic character he is. the The way he looks, the way he acts, the way he talks, he the way he says, "Listen, that reminds me." About yeah. five times in yeah. in one conversation, <laughs> yeah, uh, talking about how he's t- her TV was on, so he turned up his TV yeah. so that the, the manager thinks there's something wrong with everyone's TV, <laughs> which is utter nonsense, <laughs> by the way. Speed, so it only took 10 minutes. I got a great workout. Good. You want to come in for a mineral water? Or oh, I'd really like to, um, Lewis, but I have to go to rehearsal now. Excuse me. No sweat. I'll take a rain check on that. I always have plenty of low sodium mineral water and other nutritious foods in the house, but you already know that. Yeah, I know that. Listen, that reminds me. I'm having a big party for all my clients. 
my fourth anniversary as an accountant, you know, and even though you do your own tax return, which you shouldn't do, I'd like you to stop by, being that you're my neighbor and all. Well, thank you, Lewis. I'll really try to stop by. Listen, that reminds me, you shouldn't leave your TV on so loud when you go out. The creep down the hall phone the manager. Oh, that's strange. I didn't realize I left it on. Oh, yeah, you know what I did? I climbed on the ledge and tried to disconnect the cable, but I couldn't get in. So, you know what I did? I turned up my TV real loud, too, so everyone would think Bye, that both Lewis. our TVs had something wrong with them. Okay, so I'll see you later, huh? I'll give you a call. I'm gonna have a shower. Um, I I love those. Honestly, mm -hmm. those scenes in the hallway with Lewis yeah. and Dana, I think they're some of my favorite in the mm -hmm. film. Actually, um, he he's constantly getting locked out of his mm -hmm. own apartment. Even when a little, we're jumping ahead here, but when later on, um, Pete comes out of mm -hmm. Dana's apartment and Lewis pops his head out thinking it might be Dana again and realises it's not. But, but by the time he's turned around to go back into his apartment, yeah. the door's closed behind him. <laughs> so he just had to sort of stand there. <laughs> so that reminds me, speaking of Lewis, that reminds me. Um, I did want to say something about the first time they go to the fire station. It, again, it's, a, it's another confirmation of what you just said about um, how we get to know, what we just said about how we get to know the characters. Uh, Ray is so enthusiastic about the place and he's like a child mm -hmm. he's like I'm going to get my stuff <laughs> we should we stay should, here we should stay here tonight <laughs> check it out it's like a kid getting a new toy and then taking it to bed with him right yeah so there's uh, I don't know if it's uh, this bit but there's where uh, where they're getting the new sign and Pete says to the guy putting up the sign, you don't think it's too subtle, do you? Yeah. You don't think people are going to drive by and not see mm -hmm. the sign? Yeah. I, I mean, I've watched this film probably 20 times. Mm -hmm. I still don't know whether he's being sarcastic or not. Yeah. No. Because the sign isn't that big. Yeah. Yep. That's, I have, the, I mean, it's, it would be very much like Peter Venkman to be sarcastic mm -hmm. at that moment. But the sign isn't big enough for him to be sarcastic. Yeah. Yep. So what, well, they, they they you know very quickly replace it. Obviously, when they get a bit of money mm. with something a bit more visible. So we think that he's he's saying the sign's not big enough, but he's trying to do it in a mm. in a subtle way. Mm -hmm. But it's not too it's not small enough to make a joke about. Yeah, it's yeah. strange. It's weird. Yeah, it's rubbish. It's a bad sign. <laughs> it's a bad sign. Actually, I I want speaking about the word Ghostbusters um, and the name of the film and. Uh, when the opening titles come up of the film, right at the beginning, it's Ghost on one line, Busters on the line underneath. And yet everywhere else, it's one word. It's Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. What? That's I interesting. This, I think it was going to be called something else. So the titles were sort of a last minute. I like... might be completely wrong on that. I thought I read once. Maybe they changed it once they heard the song. Um, He's not yeah. leaving enough space between the two words, so <laughs> all right, it's Ghostbusters. Ray Parker Jr. Mm. What, what a guy! Oh yeah. Okay, um, how about the scene where they're back in the fire station, and we and you talked about the sign mm -hmm. already, Andy? Did you want to say anything about like we meet Janine for the first time? And... Well, we see uh, Venkman being vile to her as well. Um, but I <laughs> comment on Janine. Um, I'm not quite sure where it is. It might be in this scene. I suspect this later on when she mentions um, whether or not they've got any more, more staff. Mm. Yeah, um, it is later on. But I think 
is it Vengman says something like when man I think when Dana comes in or something he meant he says look you know call us we're, we're here 24 hours a day it's Janine there 24 hours mm-hmm. a day do you think she's living there yeah it's really strange because like, <laughs> <laughs> and like she says later on I've quit better jobs than this yeah. and um, one of the great things about Janine and I probably would have brought this up later but I like that you've mentioned it now. Once they do start catching ghosts and it all starts, like the supernatural really kicks in, it doesn't phase her one little bit. No. She's still like the disgruntled employee making comments about how, mm-hmm. yeah, literally the fire, the fire station is blowing up. And she's like, yep, it's a sign we're going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> I think she stays because she's, she's two reasons. I think, first of all, it's she's like been desensitized to what she's doing mm. but also she's in love with spengler yeah mm-hmm. clearly yeah yeah so. i mean even when even when vince shows up i know we're jumping way ahead now but even when vince shows up and spengler says i don't even believe he's human yep just she just sails right <laughs> on on with that and she's like there's something very strange about this man <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at the like the, the the EKG of his face on the TV screen. It's a dog. It's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's just using it so she can give Egon a hug. Yeah, it's really nice. That's all it is. Yeah. All right, so we are jumping all over the place. So um, I'm going to bring it back to uh, <laughs> another one of my favorite scenes. I probably could say that for everyone coming up. When Peter and Dana go to her apartment to <laughs> check it out. And <laughs> I mean, it's... It's just a ridiculous line. But he says, are these the eggs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're the eggs. <laughs> no. Also, there's a great... You know, we talk about face acting quite a lot on this pod, don't we? We talked about Colin Firth face acting in um, uh, Bridget Jones' Diary. Anyway, mm-hmm. there's a lovely moment when when she says, that's the bedroom, nothing ever happened in there. Mm-hmm. And Venkman goes, what a crime. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Sigourney Weaver's face acting in response to him saying what a crime is brilliant. Yeah. She gives such a look like, okay, it's that kind of situation, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. 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 It's amazing. I like the interactions with those two in the apartment when mm-hmm. he's got, I don't know what it is. It's like a long stick and then he's pumping a thing. It's brilliant. And mm-hmm. she's like, are you even using that correctly? Yeah. He's like, um, well, I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and again, really good face acting because mm-hmm. he, he genuinely is like, Actually, good point. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Can I can I just point out the uh, the physical acting? I know we've got a category to cover mm-hmm. this of him wafting the stick with with a swagger because he doesn't know what he's doing. Someone's mm. just told him to waft mm-hmm. it and pump, right? <laughs> and he's kind of doing it quite artistically without mm. really knowing why. So you love that stuff. You did. You said it in Rear Window with the scratcher as oh, well. He's didn't doing you? the yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. No, he's uh, maybe it's the sticks. Mm. Mm. It's, it's, your, it's your affinity with Terry Wogan I think that's what it is possibly yeah. look it up kids <laughs> they have a meal actually they're eating Chinese food just before they get their mm-hmm. their first call their first legit call which is the only time Janine is really enthusiastic yeah. she's really properly pumped for that but anyway talking about how this film has seeped into my daily consciousness anytime the word petty cash comes up at work anything I think about <laughs> This pet, this magnificent feast represents the last of the petty cash. Yeah. I've heard you it. say that more times than I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh no! Mm. Yeah. Anytime we're talking about a magnificent feast, mm-hmm. anytime we're talking about petty cash, <laughs> it's just stayed with me. 
I don't know why. Mm. Um, what does that Venn diagram look like? Magnificent feast and petty cash. Well, it doesn't. No. no. Um, they, they, they are harping on, obviously, about that's the last of the petty cash. They clearly have no money. Mm-hmm. But I find it amusing that behind the... When you see them eating the food, behind the pole on the right, they've bought two arcade machines and a pinball. Table. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's probably Venkman, right? Yeah. yeah. And a little bit later on, there's another scene where you get a view at the other end of the upstairs and the equipment on the shelves. They've got so much stuff. Mm-hmm. They've just absolutely splurged Ray's three mortgages. <laughs> um, that first call that they have, yeah. there's a few things that I can sort of like, maybe things I don't like quite as much. The look on Egon's face as he goes down the pole, yeah, he, yep. he is terrified, mm-hmm. uh, which I love. Um, yeah, really good uh, physical acting. Yeah. But then the the opposite of that is Dan Aykroyd. The way he overdoes his yes, his physical acting, hams it up yeah, so why? much, it's ridiculous. And it's a few times in this film, yeah, I think mm-hmm. he does, and it doesn't feel necessary. It's not great. No. I love Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Dan Aykroyd, but yeah, he the physical acting is not so good. Mm-hmm. He kind of does that, like uh, my legs are moving faster than my body, thing, like a skedaddle. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's not good. Mm. It's strange. Good and the time. other thing that that happens when the car leaves the garage, mm-hmm. you know, they pull out to go mm-hmm. and to find the ghost the way they speed it up it's clearly sped up and i don't understand why yeah. why have they done that it's not night rider or street yeah. hawk and they could have sped it up a little bit but yeah. they've, they've gone so far that it's like well, that's we up. can all tell yeah. that's sped up yeah yeah it's really bad smoky and the bandit i could go on <laughs> any other car based um no i'm done for fast and the furious uh, did they speed them up no, probably, probably not, not. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're fast enough oh good so the first ghost is at the Sedgwick Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the manager of the Sedgwick Hotel is a piece of work, definitely. <laughs> I love the way he's like, um, most of the original staff know about the what, 12th floor mm-hmm. or whatever. And then Pete's like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and they offered to be discreet, obviously. Yeah. The scene in the lift for me. When they talk about, I can't remember which one of them says it, but like, we, we haven't really tested this equipment. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, we're, we're all carrying an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on our back. Mm-hmm. And they switch it on, and uh, Egon and Peter just back away into the corner of the lift. <laughs> just, yeah. I, I yeah, love the acting. I like the, uh, the, the dude who doesn't get in the elevator with them <laughs> because he thinks they're terrifying. Mm. He is smoking a fat cigar. Right. And then we get into the lift, and right behind them is this enormous sign saying "No smoking." He would have gone right in. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not given it. There is a lot of smoking. I was going to say that's one of my notes: smoking. is smoking everywhere. Yeah. yeah. How well, does um, how does Stance get the cigarette to hang off his lips so convincingly for a good five seconds? I, I'm not a smoker. I couldn't tell you. It's good though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. But then I am worried when it drops. It's going to burn the carpet. Yeah, it's yeah. going to make it yeah, bad. You need to make sure you snap that out. Yeah, fire safety. Well, that reminds me of uh, when, I can't remember which one of them fires their their proton yeah. gun, whatever, at the, <laughs> at the poor maid. What and the then, hell are you yeah, doing? And she's on the floor afterwards. She's got a, like a spray bottle of some cleaning thing, trying to put out the toilet rolls that are <laughs> on fire on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, when they... They 
catch the ghost, who we find out later on the um, cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. the ghost is called Slimer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they catch Slimer. When Egon says, I looked in the trap, right? Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, because of all of the people there, the one that you would think wouldn't look into the trap is Egon. Mm-hmm. But he can't help himself. <laughs> I, I find the, the language they use a lot when they're using their proton, whatever mm. they are, is really interesting. They, you know, one, I think uh, Ray says, um, throw it, like to, as in to, to shoot yeah. the ghost. Just the, the language in general is really it's weird. It's like they've done it a million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we get, a, we get the first of a couple of montages at this point when we first hear... Ghostbusters song and we get lots of clips of them catching ghosts and stuff mm-hmm. there's um there's a newsreel guy um we hear i think we hear casey Kasem at one point we but do. it's uh there's a guy standing on a street corner uh talking about the ghostbusters yep. and there's a member of the public mm-hmm. who hangs around behind i'm fairly certain it's john lennon <laughs> is he's all in denim yeah, is that yeah. the guy yeah, yeah, yeah. You think john glasses? lennon what did I say? Lennon. <laughs> John Lennon. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the deceased. Yeah, yeah. John Lennon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it could be, couldn't it? That's Ghostbusters. Okay. Could yeah. lean into it. I like the way that he, this guy, John Lennon, we'll call him, is like, like yeah, he's sort of, I, I can't, I'm doing actions which nobody listening will be able to see, but he's like just making sure his double denim is all nice and straight and he's looking. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, that, um, that montage or the, you know, the the montage during the song i enjoy but there is one scene in it and it bothers me and i hadn't i hadn't realized it bothered me until i had kids and i wanted to show them this film which is the dream mm-hmm. and i just i there's bits i like i love that he's in his dream he's dressed as like a naval commander <laughs> like dressed like napoleon yeah <laughs> but that as a scene i just think it doesn't it doesn't need it's to be so here. bad mm. it's it's just awful i don't know why who thought that was funny? Who wrote that and thought, you know what would be funny? The film would be better if we do this. Yeah. It's the worst. It's really bad. Mm. And I, I've seen like TV edits of it where they've just cut that bit yeah. out. And it doesn't make... I mean, I know a lot of TV edits don't make a difference to the it film. It kind of surprised me a little bit because I forgot about it. Mm. But obviously the DVD uh, master has got it on there. But uh, I guess... Every time I've seen it in the last few years, it's not been part of the show. Mm-hmm. But I think I remember seeing it probably at an age similar to the age of my children now, yeah. and it just, you know, going over my head. Mm. So maybe it's fine, but it just, when you realize what it is, it's just, it's unnecessary. <clears throat> Are you, have you, have, has your kid, have, have your kids seen Ghostbusters? No. Okay. You can do, that's the one thing holding back. You can do visually in muffs. But then it's, um, it makes a deal of it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, right, true. I've got to go back and I've got to watch that. Yeah, okay. So, no. All right, then don't do visually mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Next time on Parenting 101. <laughs> I think we will just take a quick break. Okay, we're going to skip forward a little to Lewis's infamous party. Um, it is quite a gathering. He mentions, by the way, that he's just invited clients, not friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably because he hasn't got friends, mm-hmm. I suspect. But anyway. And I, Dana, I, could, Dana could go, but even though she does her own taxes, which, which she shouldn't do. 
yeah. quite. So he does kind of suggest to Dana that she should come because they're going to play Twister and then we're going to do some breakdance. Yes. Which I, you know, <laughs> what sort of party is this? Like, imagine the people that we see at that party yeah, yeah. doing breakdancing. Right, everyone shut up now. It's time to breakdance mm-hmm. because now's the time we're going to breakdance. We're going to breakdance for 10 minutes. Go. <laughs> Go. Now stop. We're going to play Twister. <laughs> so... <laughs> I love that. And actually, you see part of it. And this is what I wanted to talk about. Um, he um, he was th- he speaks to a blonde. She says she's going to go. Yeah. And he says, oh, no, don't go. Um, why don't we dance? And then they, da- <laughs> they dance for like two seconds. And Lewis's moves. Oh, it's so good. Well, he has and to think about it for a minute. He's, <laughs> he kind of checks out her dancing. was like, OK, we're doing that. Yeah. He snaps into it. And then the door goes and he leaves. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I love that little thing. And then he yeah. introduces the people that come and he, he tells them their financial situation. Yeah. Ted and Annette Fleming. Yeah. They're, they're, what, they're, <laughs> they're, they're my couple. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, he talks about their financial situation. Yeah. They've got this much on their mortgage at this thing. She's drawing a deferred pension. So they're all right. <laughs> they're all right. Yeah. I love the fact that everyone there mm-hmm. is like, oh, okay. Oh, he's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're doing okay. Yeah. I don't think anyone's listening to Lewis. Really? He is narrating the whole mm-hmm. thing the whole yeah. time. He's a brilliant host. I love yeah. how he tells everyone about the food. Yeah. The brie is at room temperature. Yep. Is it uh... too warm for the brie? He asks one guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read actually that whole thing, that whole scene is kind of just improvised. And if that's true, that's remarkable. Well, yeah. I, say, I mean, obviously, actors coming in aren't going to be improvised, but yeah. him just ad libbing the entire thing wouldn't surprise me. He's very, very He's good. amazing. Yeah. You know? Great stuff. Anything else about the whole scene in the party? And that kind of tr- go moves on to like Dana getting. Well, getting just wanna just wanna go on the the chase. Uh, and this is, you know, I don't want to harp on about how bad the effects are here, but they are bad. Mm. One thing I don't understand when he's um he's finally caught outside that conservatory <laughs> oh, restaurant. The restaurant is so good. Somebody right? let me in. He's like really banging. No one's. Yeah. I don't understand why when you see him from within the restaurant there's no dog bear mm-hmm. like he kind of kind of scrapes I, himself down i there. think they actually do that quite well i think because you can see him because he's so close to the glass right so mm-hmm. the light from the restaurant is reaching him and you lighting his back mm-hmm. but actually there are, this is like really boring technical stuff but the the reflection of the people inside the restaurant that's at the bottom half of the glass mm-hmm. is brighter than what's going on outside. So I actually think they do it really cleverly. The, the dog bear, mm-hmm. Cougar, is in the shadows further away. And so the light's not reaching him. So you just won't see him. And they, do, they do play on that a bit by the, the fact that everyone in the restaurant just goes back to their meals as soon as it's happened, as though they didn't really see anything. They probably think he's some nut job. Why is he sliding down the window, though? Because it's Lewis and he's melodramatic. I don't know. Because <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking, well, the bear's grabbing him and like grabbing mm. his feet and pulling him away. But to do that, I'm calling it a bear. I don't really know. I like Jess that you referred to it as a cougar. Yeah, I love that well, line. Did, yeah. that someone, some idiot brought a cougar to a party. <laughs> uh, anyway, a minor technicality. I mm. just think it looked a bit weird. But there we are. I wanted to mention a couple of things. Uh, it's it's in the scene where. We see Vince, Lewis, now Vince, mm-hmm. um, he's kind of running through the streets and he he, um, he kind of goes to talk to that horse, doesn't mm-hmm. he? But just before that, he runs past a, a steel drum band. Yeah. 
that guy is moving. He's yeah. moving. Yeah, he's yeah, really yeah. moving yeah. to the steel drums. The other two mm-hmm. guys are playing. I think it's really nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and then when he goes to, um, I might be skipping over some of your stuff, so we can always go back. But when he goes, and he actually gets sort of handed over to the Ghostbusters, uh, he, um, I love the way he's repeating everything mm-hmm. that they're saying, and he's pointing the way Egon's pointing, and he's like. Do you want some coffee? It's like, should I? Y- yes, have some. <laughs> yes, have some. <laughs> I love it. Shout out to the insanity that he acts at that point. Mm. So Vince is clearly not of sound mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favourite part is when he grabs the pizza and just wipes it down <laughs> his face. <laughs> He's completely expressionless. Oh, it's brilliant. There's the moment when... Um, Egon is talking to Venkman on the phone and he's like, no, we have the, we have the key master. And he looks over at Vince and he's drinking out of the coffee pot and he's just, <laughs> his face is wet with... <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, he, the way he delivers his... He's got his little monologue about, about Goza, the coming yeah. of Goza. is just yeah. superb about how the, the Sumerians learned about being roasted in the belly of a tour that day, I can tell you. Before you were waiting for a sign... What sign are you waiting for? Gozer the Traveler. He will come in one of the pre-chosen forms. During the rectification of the Valdrani, the Traveler came as a large and moving torb. Then, during the third reconciliation of the last of the McKetrick supplicants, they chose a new form for him, that of a giant slore. Many shubs and zools knew what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slore that day, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can tell you. <laughs> Amazing. It's so good. I love that this podcast is just us laughing at Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yeah, I, I hadn't, like you guys, hadn't watched it in quite a while. Yeah. And a lot of films that I've seen a lot, I you know, I still find funny, but they don't make me laugh out loud. But this one, many times throughout. Yeah, and I think we'll actually, the, the, you know, obviously we want to encourage people to, to kind of get involved and watch the movies. Um, but I think for me, actually sitting down and watching these things again sometimes for the 25th 30th time um i'm always seeing something new looking at it with an academic mm-hmm. eye for a change because you know what it's like you sit down and you'll watch a film on tv and you've got your ipad or your phone in your other hand and you're not really paying attention but doing this um really focuses your mind mm-hmm. and um yeah it's it's really valuable yeah. do you hear that folks academic mm-hmm. that's that's what <laughs> we are well, I, I, I toyed with the word <laughs> Right. Do we want to move on a little bit to uh, when when all our favourite bad guy Peck comes to shut off the uh, the grid? Yeah, it's. I mean, he's he's horrendous as a person. But he had the, a good run, by the mm-hmm. way. He had a good run at about this time because he was in Die Hard as well, oh. and he was he was detestable. Oh, he was in the bad that. guy in that. Yeah. Well, yeah. he wasn't the bad guy, but he but, was dating Holly. He was like the new boyfriend. Or no, something, wasn't no, he? no. Uh, maybe I'm getting it muddled with Die Hard too. He's the reporter. That um, he's definitely in one of the Die Hards, maybe mm-hmm. both one and two. And he's like a news reporter, and he's saying Los Angeles has been added to a long list of uh, cities who have been victims of terrorism. Oh. And then he, but he's really like sleazy. Like, and he goes to find like their kids in their home or something like that, and. Um, what does he do? He kind of threatens their nanny with deportation and stuff like that. But he's yeah. proper sleaze. Anyway, sorry, so I've derailed your point. is a professional bad guy. Yeah, yeah, I've derailed your um, point. Well, it was just the uh, there's the bit where he's trying to get the electrician to shut off the power grid, 
and Egon is, you know, he's putting himself in harm's way, you yeah. know, saying you can't get to this. And he's got, um, it's Egon and Janine and Vins. Vins. And the look on on uh, Rick Moranis' face, he's he looks like he's just having the best time. He finds the whole thing hilarious. And it's so exciting for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just that scene, I think, yeah. is, is brilliant. It's uh, shortly after that when um, they do shut down the grid and mm-hmm. it, all, it all kicks off. And eventually the other, Ray and Winston show up and Egon loses it. Mm-hmm. Egon absolutely loses it with Peck and he goes, your mother! And he <laughs> leaps across. Like, I just Egon losing it is, mm-hmm. is peak Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. He was in Die Hard. He was a reporter. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I think he was also in Die Hard too because uh, he's on the plane with uh, with Holly because there's a, a, a what is it a restraining order? He's not allowed within like hundred feet of her or something like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for checking that. What's his mm. name? What's the actor's name? You got it? Or is it? Is it gone? Yes, I do. It is William Atherton. Yes. Yep. I'm confirming what you have officially found out. Yes, that's correct. <clears throat> we then get the the second of the montages with um, the ghosts being out and about and mm-hmm. um, free. There is a moment in this scene when I think it's when Vince returns to the apartment building and you see him on the street outside the apartment building. Mm-hmm. By then, there's already been the explosion in the room. The hustle and bustle outside yeah. the apartment is brilliant. Have you, have mm-hmm. you got the same thing? Well, it's something I'd noticed, yeah. That there's a guy outside with his arms, well, one of his arms is cradling like a, a white Ming vase and there's something else <laughs> in his left arm, like escaping. Like Those are the things that you've <laughs> taken from your apartment. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure someone else has like a bird cage. The best one is there's a guy with a cardboard box who looks like he's just come out of the apartment building. We're all focusing on Lewis going in. Mm-hmm. This guy... Like, like wanders around, does a little turn, and then goes back in. <laughs> he's, his direction had been uh, make it look like you're in a bit of a tiz mm-hmm. and you don't know what to do with this cardboard box. <laughs> he's played it well. Yeah. The scene where Dana's the, like the side of Dana's apartment blows off. Yeah. It just struck me when you see her view from mm-hmm. her apartment. It's unbelievable. She's mm-hmm. she's right on Central Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can she afford that? On what is she? She's a she's no no she's a high level classical musician in the, that, in the symphony orchestra. Well? I bet it does. I mean, she says about the violinist guy, he's one of the finest musicians in the world. Mm. So that means she's pretty okay. No, you're not. You're not buying it, Andy. Professional musicians, call in. Let us know how much yeah. you're. In. But no, I mean that's a in today's money, it's like a ten million dollar apartment. Mm. It's it's a okay. I I, I you're probably right. But it's a one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. It's not very big. It is the corner of the twelfth mm-hmm. or twenty-second floor. So I mean, yeah, it is. And it is haunted. Maybe she got it cheap, mm-hmm. and she has to share a floor with Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought similarly, but I, I just put it down to the fact that she's probably getting paid quite a lot mm-hmm. by the orchestra. I mean, I think, I think you've got to be paid quite a lot to be an elite musician at that level. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. While we're talking about Dana and apartment, I, I, I meant to mention it earlier, but I've forgotten how terrifying her capture in the chair is. Mm. God, I just, I'm like, sit in an armchair and just think about hands coming out and grabbing mm-hmm. you. It is not a pleasant vibe. After there's like a, a, an animal face in your kitchen I door do not, as well. I'm no yeah. fan of that. Yeah. 
No. It pro- goes proper horror for a minute, doesn't it? Mm, it's really creepy. There's a really horrible hand as well. I yeah. like it. I should have pointed out that the reason we're doing Ghostbusters is because Halloween is coming up. I mean, it was a conscious choice on our mm, part. Was, to, yeah. I probably should have said that right at the beginning of the podcast, but never mind. Mm. Too late now. But there you go. We do we do think about what we're doing every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> we had long enough this time, didn't we? Um, Andy, you wanted to say something about the scene in the jail. Yeah, so they're talking about the architecture of the building, pouring over the blueprints. Um, and I think it's it's quite amusing, actually. The uh, prisoners get progressively more interested and then kind of fade away. And then as the story gets a bit gnarlier, they come back. And the, the bit, Spengler is enjoying talking about the architect when he, he mentioned specifically that he conducted a number of unnecessary operations mm. <laughs> and he's kind of smiling it's a creepy look and, uh, well i think he respects a fellow scientist no no never mind i don't know he collects spores molds and funguses i mean you know maybe that's his vibe but yeah he looks a little bit too happy about it mm. I don't know, there's a sinister side to spengler i think oh no doubt mm. yeah yeah but yeah, he's he's a sweet guy deep down. Janine thinks so anyway. I wanted to couple mention a couple of things in the scene where they they go and meet the um, the mayor mm-hmm. and his his crew in City Hall. The guy that delivers the line, I mean, this should come up in audio corner actually, but I'm going to mention it now. The guy that delivers the line, the walls in the 53rd precinct were bleeding. What a line delivery mm-hmm. that is. This beats the hell out of me. The walls in the 53rd precinct were bleeding. How do you explain that? Good afternoon, gentlemen. I mean, He's got real sort of, what's the word, tombra in yeah, his, in his yeah. voice. Re- and he, it's amazing. It's so good. Uh, and also, um, another thing that lives in my mind right free <laughs> is the dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a bit of pandemonium going on, that's what I say to myself. Yeah. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. My dog and cat quite frequently sleep on the same bed so i think about it every time that happens which is like at least once a week <laughs> oh good this is not mass hysteria look no. I, te- I almost take i want to put pictures of it on instagram just to prove that well it's not mass hysteria is the scene with when the the road crumbles and breaks mm. up and they fall down is that scene necessary not really. I guess it adds a bit of peril. You're like, oh no. Isn't there enough peril? Maybe. Like, why did they... It's a bit... I remember 10-year-old Andy thinking, mm. have they made it? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So maybe it was for me and other like-minded 10-year-olds who uh, okay. who haven't seen enough movies to realise that they're going to be fine. So that scene, or the just before the crumbling street, yeah. where they first arrive to the, to the, you know, the cheering crowds... It it struck me because Dana describes Pete Venkman as a game show host. Mm-hmm. Or talk, or, you know, I think it's game show. Yeah, host yeah, host. she does. And he really lives up to his name yeah. in that bit where he he's absolutely in his element. You know, interacting with the crowd, he gets he gets Ray up there. It's the heart of, of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's just he really, yeah, he really lives up to his name. As a at host. one point, he says, "I love that shirt" or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, he's what playing a, the crowd. Mm-hmm. He is a piece of work. But again, it goes back to what a good team they are yeah. in the fact that they've all got their skill set, you know. Frankman's the the voice of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's fun. Did you also want to mention something about them going up to the, the apartment? Well, I mean, it's just, it's a, 
I think it's probably of all of the you know the one-liners in the film. It's it's my favorite. It's the where do these stairs go? They go up. Yeah. Just yeah. I you love that as well, don't you? Man? I do love it. Yeah. Was it on your list? No, no, it wasn't because I say it every time. Like, <laughs> I thought I'd leave it out this time. Well, that's but, so. Yeah. This for this podcast, watching this film because it's about the small stuff. None of this is small because I've seen it so many times and it's all brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's hard to find small things because it feels like there's not much out of place in this film. Mm. It's all been quite uh, carefully put in. Uh, right, we're we're getting down to the 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 final moments when Mister Staypuff shows up. Mm-hmm. It's great, by the way. The fact that he has got a massive permanent smile on his face, <laughs> <Yeah>. even when <laughs> he's scowling, yeah. even when he's on fire. Yeah, yeah, he's still smiling. It's great. I think when I was a kid, I just assumed that Stay Puft Marshmallows were a thing. Are they not? I don't think so. I lived in America for seven and a half years, and I never saw Stay Puft Marshmallows. I think they are. Maybe it's a regional thing. But New York only. Mm-hmm. I mean, she buys... She has, where she the has eggs, a bag. When yeah, the, eggs, the eggs are cooking, that she has Stay Puft Marshmallows. Mm. But our, our researcher is just checking things. <laughs> Did you have anything else you want to say about Mr. Stay Puft? Um, it, something we mentioned... Right at the beginning, which was the the effects, are they good? Mm. And and I mentioned that there are some that I think stand up really well. I think the the Stay Puft walking when he when you first see him, I think they actually do that pretty well. I think it looks mm-hmm. agreed. It looks good. The noise his feet mm-hmm. make when he's walking, like the yeah. like the, the sort of muffled mm-hmm. sort of squelch. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but that's a great noise. Yeah, yeah, really good. Hey, getting on with the Stay Puft research. I'm trying to type quietly. <laughs> which means slowly that's okay we can the trouble is it's going to be like duff beer isn't it someone's yeah. going to have retro yeah made them because it's cool. licensed the name yeah yeah so i'm not going to look stupid idea no, okay to... all right fine yeah again right in <laughs> um, yes yeah, so if you if you've eaten stay puffed marshmallows before 1984 let us know yeah so you mention the effects um Invariably, they come up with an idea to cross the streams. I don't know why. Seems like a plan. And then there's a massive explosion. And it's massive, right? It's so stupid. There's no way they survive that. We see it from <laughs> a, a distance, don't we? It's a fireball. Huge. Yeah. Right? And they're like, you know, dusting themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, they got a bit of marshmallow on them. but um, Except for Peter. Yeah. Which, <laughs> it's which is yeah. going to be my final point, actually. Um, which basically just sums it up, doesn't it? He's got a bit in his hair. The best in the cupboard. He's untouchable somehow. Yeah, it's so good. But that, yeah, I don't believe any... Why did it need to be that big an explosion? Because it's stupid. I'm like, no, mate. You're not, no one is surviving that. No one. Peck gets his, though, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Gets absolutely drenched in by that with that marshmallow. By the way, that liquid marshmallow is yeah. going to be molten. so hot. Yeah, molten. molten. He, his skin is melting off his yeah. bones. Yeah. The noise he makes, by the way, I'm sure it's not from his mouth. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. It's a really to, weird bark to the point scream. to the point where I, until this moment, didn't I assumed it wasn't him. But no, you make it makes sense that it is him. But there's a noise. Yeah, it's a scream, isn't it? It's, kind of, but it's like. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for the small stuff portion of this pod. We'll uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back with the categories.
Let's move on to the categories and we're going to start with the quick hits. So the binoculars, they have binoculars. Ray has his little fancy high tech mm -hmm. binocular thingies. Yep. They are, it's difficult to know whether they're um, rendered correctly because they are a bespoke item. They are the classic two, <laughs> they're the classic two oval thing. So one would say they're doing it incorrectly, mm -hmm. but you don't know because, you know, they're his, they're his like his. custom design. So I don't know if that's how it's meant to look. But, but yeah, you see it is an oval with slightly um, fatter ends to it yeah. where the eyepieces would be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, traditionally I would suggest not correct, but we we can't be sure. Yeah, because they yeah. are unique. Spoke item. Yeah. yeah. As far as I could tell, there were no backhanded spit wipes. No, you know what? I I want there to be. There seemed. I, I feel like Peck should do one at some point. I think at any point, people's faces are mucky. They've got. They've got. There's like, not. Not. They've marshmallow. got marshmallow all over them. There's not. No, there's. I couldn't find a backhanded spit wipe. So sad times. That is sad times. Nobody died. There should be die dies. There should, should be dies. Be deaths. Mm. Right. So did when... Peck not die then? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, Actually, we... should we just surmise that the worst way to die would be to be um, liquid, not liquefied, like uh, melted, melted in molten <laughs> marshmallow? <laughs> yeah, I think so. People should have died in that scene, mm -hmm. though. I mean, I don't want people to die. I mean, there's rubble falling from right. so the that, top. That rubble's stupid. Yeah, it right? bounces. So one literally lands on one of the police signs. <laughs> you know, they're like yeah. the wooden kind of trellis. The, yeah, the, like the, the horse. The, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it bounces off. <laughs> it's just fallen, I don't know, 300 feet from the top <laughs> of a building. Um, that lands on anyone, even like a you know a pebble. They're, mm. they, they're gone, they're dead. And there's so, people running around covering in their heads. Like, so what you're saying is people should have died. People should have died. Okay. Yeah. Andy's hat. Okay. What have you got? There's a, there, is, there is a black cowboy hat, which wins. Okay. It's the first shot of the film. We're looking at the librarian and this person walks past her wearing a full-on cowboy hat. All right. That's it. Good. Look I mean, yeah. you didn't... I love the fact that... You probably didn't have to look for hats for the rest of the film, did you? Because you you found your winner straight away. I, I mean, there are others, but that, that nothing was going to beat that. It's like some dude just walks across the shop yeah. wearing it, like confidently wearing this hat. Brilliant. What a guy. Okay, let's visit Audio Corner. Most of my nominees for Audio Corner are just really great line deliveries. I love the way Pete laughs at Ray when he says... Hey, just get her. <laughs> get her. That was your whole plan. Get her. We were scientific. I, I just got overexcited. That was your whole plan. <laughs> I just love that del line delivery. Uh, when Janine answers the phone, she's really pissed off. She says, Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> love that. Anytime Lewis is trying to get in somewhere, when he's... <laughs> When he's locked, well, when he's outside the restaurant, is brilliant. But when he's locked out of his party and um, Dana is getting away from him and she closes her door behind him, you hear him in the background going, somebody let me in. <laughs> Love that. Uh, I've got some other non-line reading nominations as well. I'll give you a chance to fill in anything I've missed here. Uh, the index cards in the library flying up in the air. Good nice. noise. I like that noise. Uh, there is um, 
like like an audio pulse when we we first see it's the scene when Ray and Winston are talking in Ecto One when they're driving and he's talking about how um, the end of the world is coming mm-hmm. or whatever. Just at the beginning of that scene, there's like a really cool like audio pulse that we hear. Hey Ray, do you believe in God? Never met him. Yeah, well, I do, and I love Jesus' style. That kind of segues into the the music that's playing. Love that. Uh, and then, um, yeah, a couple of moments with the music, the incidental music, mm-hmm. I really like. I love uh, Sail- "Saving the Day." Yeah, is a great is a great track. And then um, there's a song I think when the the ghosts are they've been released. Mm-hmm. It's one of the montage scenes, and it's like the the, the song is something about it's it's magic or yeah. something like that. I love that song as well. Yeah, um, I I've I've written that the music throughout whether it's you know sung music or whether it's uh just background music i think it's it's excellent mm. yeah there's particularly good kind of um almost mood music when they're walking through the library mm-hmm. at the start it's very good so i i've written down that is it a theremin that they use do you know the thing oh i know what you, Where mean. you sort of put your hands close to a it to a make, piece of makes kind of like going a whistle going... Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think that kind that of the music at the beginning, using something like that, yeah. is really good. Any other nominees, Andy? Yeah. Got him. I have two, and they're both equipment-based. Um, the noise when they turn the packs on in the elevator. Yes. And then I think probably my winner is the, the powering down noise after they stop shooting the cleaning lady. kind of go and then I think we get that a couple of times when they because it's quite silent apart from the fact they're trying to roast this woman yeah. um, and then they power down and it's a really cool noise so that gets nice my one. vote that's your vote that's your winner okay yep. have you got an audio corner winner uh, yeah so as I said the music throughout I thought was really good I mean the car siren is kind of uh, iconic mm-hmm. um, but yeah for me it was that spooky music in the opening scene mm-hmm. okay. uh, with the sort of what I think is a theremin. Mm. I, I really like my. I think my winner is the noise the index cards make when they're mm-hmm. they're flying out of the the, the drawers. Love yeah. that bit. All right, the best looking scene. So, uh, Joe, do you want to? Have you got any nominees for best looking? Uh, scene? Yeah, I've got a couple. So I already mentioned the entrance of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow mm-hmm. Man, where you see him sort of almost bouncing along behind the buildings. Yeah, I think they did that really well. The uh, oh yeah, so um, there's a scene where Winston and Ray are driving at night, and it's the car. I think crossing the bridge mm-hmm. at one point. Yep. Just I just think is that's the scene where uh, there's the noise, the pulse, yeah. though, as I was talking about. Yeah, yeah it I, looks I love amazing. That. The city in the background, yeah. and it's kind of twilight almost. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one I had down was uh, Peter in his red jacket 
when they're by the fountain and he mm-hmm. does his spinning. You know, mm-hmm. there's a, there's like a guy a on roller, roller skates, skates yeah. yep. and he copies that guy. I just I think that's a really it looks nice great because they're both in red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the car conversation. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think Ray is smoking, which adds to the kind of mm-hmm. surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But the lighting is fantastic. It's mm-hmm. really good, um, and quite different from the rest of the movie. My favourite shot is when they're on their way to save the day and they're coming toward the camera pretty much and there's police escort and then there's an army truck and it's mm-hmm. kind of silhouetted. There's kind of orange on the street. The music's great. It's just go get them, yeah. champs. That, um, that shot is great. So that's your winner? Yep. Saving the day? What's your winner? Um, I had the entrance of Mr. Stay Puffed. Okay. I just yeah, I yeah. really like it. I'm going to go through just a few of my, my um, nominees. Uh, when... Their first call out. It's the sped up, tack, the yeah. sped up ambulance scene. When we first see the front of the Ecto One, we see the number plate, and then it pans out, and there's mm-hmm. all the like the exhaust behind, and the lights are on. That looks really nice. cool. In one of the, um, I think it's the first montage when we're seeing them catching ghosts. There's a scene with them running through the streets, and there's a gold statue behind them, and there's mm-hmm. just the three of them running through the the crowds, which I thought looks great. Anytime Dana is uh, Zool when mm-hmm. she's dressed in that orange. Uh, mm-hmm. She looks amazing. Yeah, She looks incredible. She does look great. Like, of course she looks great, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. But I, it's funny, I never really, in my mind, I never really thought she looked really great. Mm. But this film, she looks amazing, doesn't yeah. she? They did such a good job with her mm. costumes and her makeup and stuff. Like you say, when she's Zool, well, she's a temptress. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. fantastic. Great, great word, because that's that's kind mm-hmm. of well, what's so. the intention, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Uh, when um, There's a scene when Dana arrives for the first time at the fire station, and she's, you know, Pete, uh, no, Ray is working on the ambulance, and, and she walks in through the fire station door. She's, there's, it's really nice. There's, like, daylight sunlight shining through uh, the gaps in the fire station door and she's walking through she's got the long coat on mm-hmm. i love that look but for me i'm i'm with you it's the shot of the uh ambulance crossing the bridge at twilight mm-hmm. with um just before they have that chat with uh with ray and winston it yeah. looks so good the monsieur mendel award for our favorite incidental character i've got two i've, I've mentioned one already and she might win Actually. So I'll say that now. I think it's the blonde party goer who wants to leave but then dances. That's, she's your favourite? Yeah. She's great. <laughs> she's great. I would like to know like their clients, right? What is her business? What is she Yeah. What is her business? Do you think she's a fitness instructor? instructor? Yeah. It's funny, now. it's just come to me that actually she might come into something at the end. Okay. Um, Good. I wonder if that's her. I don't know. So anyway. is that your is that your winner? Yeah, she's great. Um, okay. I love her dancing. I love the fact she just wants to go. Any honourable mentions? Yeah, yeah, the electrician who... The, the is, city engineer, right? Yeah, who is charged with turning off the storage like, device. I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> <laughs> his face confused and he's... Uh, yeah, he clearly he's doesn't... totally want to, out of his depth. Yeah, yeah, he's not comfortable at all. And I like that guy. So, yeah, there's, there are numerous others which I won't mention. They, they, they were the top two. Um, so for me, yeah, dancing lady at the party, she's right up there. Um, Dana's orchestra friend, the uh, one of the finest. I can't remember what instrument he plays, yeah. but 
Um, Doing his, his think, fix. Yeah, with the spray. nasal spray. Yeah. I think he's got a violin. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think my favourite is the bishop. Or the I don't know if he's a cardinal. cardinal. The cardinal. Yeah. He's all he's quite pious and then he's yeah. mm-hmm. then he's just a New Yorker. Yeah. And it's uh He's like, firstly kiss my hand, kiss yeah. the ring. <laughs> then I'll talk to you. Yeah. What's his name? Because the, the mayor says his name. Is it Mike? Mike. Mike. Yeah, Mike, that's right. Doesn't look like a Mike, does he? <laughs> oh that's a, he's your winner, is yeah, he? Cardinal yeah. Cardinal Mike. <laughs> yeah. uh, as usual, I've got a list of nominees. Um I love the guy that says that the the walls of the fifty third precinct are bleeding. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh I mentioned her musician friend with mm-hmm. the nasal spray. I also mentioned the city engineer, electrician mm-hmm. guy. The hotel manager deserves mm-hmm. a shout. Like, he, did, he looks like a dastardly character, doesn't he? He's desperately trying to convince the woman that the room is going to be all right. <laughs> even <laughs> even while the noises are um, things smashing. Uh, but for me, it's the, 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 te- the first test subject right at the beginning. The guy that drops his gum <laughs> when he gets electric shocks. He is, I mean... He is utterly incidental, but he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep your $5. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the best location? I've only got two, which is not my style normally. I have usually many more nominees. Either the, the library at the beginning, the upstairs, not the downstairs, mm-hmm. or the fire station. I just think the fire station is a brilliant venue. Those are my two as well. Okay, so my I've got two. Uh, one is is very general. I I feel like anywhere that they film outdoor in New York, just anywhere that is real New York, I think yeah. they they make it look really good. Mm. Um, and the other one is the library, but for me, it's the exterior. I find it quite an I- iconic yeah. building, and I've seen it in other things, and it always draws me back to Ghostbusters. Like I know that building. Okay, so yeah, that's mine. Yeah, cool. So. <laughs> Is the, the library is yours, not yeah. New York in no, general, the, the which library. would be valid, by yeah. the way. Yeah, uh, Andy. Yeah, mine's the library. Okay, I'm going to go fire station. I'm going to okay. buck the trend. So interesting. You're the outside of the library, yeah. Joe. You're inside of the library. Yeah, or actually, just in specifically downstairs. Oh. I'm a downstairs lover. <laughs> mm. um, I'm going to go fire station. I just think what a brilliant headquarters. They've got the pole. They've got. That weird, like Pete's office at the back is mm-hmm. weird. It's it's all it's, wood panelled and yeah. It's iconic, isn't it? I mean, people still go visit it now. Do they really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it didn't explode. Didn't it explode when I they th- shut off the power grid? No, no. Funnily it's enough, just got a hole in the roof. Did you not see the crap effects? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they those weren't too bad. Mm. Um, yeah. All right, the Vince Fontaine Award for our favourite moment of physicality. It's not a very snappy title, but we just call it Vince Fontaine mm-hmm. from now on. I think. Mm-hmm. Anyone who wants to go? First? I didn't think there were many. Um, oh, I've got a long list. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. only have one. Okay, go on then. Uh, and it is where Pete jumps the jumps out of his office, jumps the little wooden gate, <laughs> and sort of half trips over it. And you don't. I mean, if it's deliberate, then it's superb. But if, if not, it's still great. <laughs> There's another nearly tripping moment, which is not Pete, but it's um, Lewis when he's outside of the restaurant and he crashes into the garden furniture out the front, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Yeah. Um, what have you got, Andy? That actually was one of them. So yeah. when he turns around, kind of running, almost like a primate, you yeah. know, he's kind of stooped across and he's mm-hmm. dragging his arms almost. He just stumbles brilliantly over the garden fridge. Yeah. I think that was nice. Mm. But actually, I was going to mention, I've mentioned it already. Um, I, I like Venkman's stick wafting, sucking. Yeah. Mm. The, yeah. stick, the, the sucking he's, stick he's wafting. Trying, I mean, it's great acting with a prop. 
Yeah. He's trying to make it look like he knows what he's doing without looking expert. He looks uncomfortable but confident. It's very clever. Go on, stick wafter. <laughs> so I have actually got a long list. I'm sorry that all of these categories I just like have a ridiculous. I think we should cut you list. down to two. I know. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> right at the beginning, when Ray comes in during the ESP test, well, actually, he's, it's after the test because he's just trying to talk to Jennifer. And he says to him, I'm right in the middle of something, Ray. And he's like, oh, he yeah. like jumps and <laughs> slaps him at the same yeah. time. It's, it's great. Uh, so I, the, the scene that you're talking about where he jumps over and to speak to Dana, mm -hmm. I like the bit where he just pops up like a meerkat <laughs> when he realizes there's someone that you might want to speak to. I love. You mentioned the, the dance that he's doing in the red shirt mm -hmm. after he speaks to Dana. I like what he's doing before he speaks to Dana. He's doing this hopping. weird sort of hopping, oh, yeah. like one foot in front yeah. of the other thing that he does. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much anything with Lewis Rick Moranis. Yeah. His he, he just he's just so like hangdog and um, like droopy and like you say with his running, mm -hmm. he's like sort of arms down, kind yeah. of yeah. Uh, love <laughs> Lewis. Good. Yeah. Um, we talked about um, Ray. Um, his name um, Dan Aykroyd's physical acting being a bit funny he does one cool thing I don't know if it's cool he does one nice thing when they they finally decide they're going to try and take down Zool like at the end they get off they like they've be, they've almost been blown off the side of the building he does a little kind of shoulder flex like just kind of a little like a little shimmy with his shoulders just before they start walking back towards <laughs> Zool watch out for it it's really nice it's a subtle little right i'm ready i'm gonna take this on um, <laughs> this is this is one i want to mention but it's not one that i think is good they're up on the the like at the top of the building all hell's breaking loose um like gargoyles are falling off the side <laughs> of the building there's clearly lots of vibrations but it's a bit like when people are on the spaceship, um, like the Enterprise, yeah. and they have yeah. to move from side to side to make it look like the ship is like rocking, the Egon is basically doing the twist <laughs> to to imply that the ground is shaking, oh, good. and it just looks so bad. It's just amazing. Again, look out for it. Um, but I think I'm going to uh, I'm going to pick actually just Rick Moranis in general. His 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 mm -hmm. physical humor is amazing, so that's my winner. Okay, I'll stop talking now. This is your specialist subject here, Andy. What uh, item or souvenir would you take from the film? There's plenty here, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's plenty loads. to pick up, pick from, I should say. So they obviously got a whole bunch of bespoke equipment that they built for this movie as props and binoculars. And, yeah, for and you you take any of them. I mean, I think my my favorite one would be probably the trap mm -hmm. i'd like a trap yeah, but of course you can down. buy traps right so you go online you can buy well you can yeah, yeah cosplayers so, use them all the time yeah yeah so i've gone a little bit more uh specific uh, specific I, I like this one it's a bit more left field i expect nothing less <clears> from you in my room where of course all these props would be yeah uh, displayed i would have which which i'm certain is just a faceplate with lights on it but i would have the containment unit on the wall Oh, yes. Nice. So like a big red plate. Yeah, with the right. LEDs, yeah. the buttons you can push. Yeah, so it would look like... Neutralise your field. <laughs> yes, that's what I'll have. Take that, stick it on the wall. Very pleased. When the light is green, the trap is clean. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Mm -hmm. Love that. Okay. Uh, so for me, I've, I've gone a bit obvious, really. Trap. 
was mm-hmm. top of my list. Uh, you know, the, the proton packs. Yeah. You know, why yeah. wouldn't you want one of those? Mm-hmm. But you, also, can, you can make your own just with a, um, like a cereal box. Okay. And some rolled up like toilet roll. Yeah, it's fine. Probably did as a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I also like the cards, the, uh, you know, the picture cards that they're yes, using right the in ESP the... ESP cards. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, the, just a bunch of wavy lines. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think a trap. As you say, you can yeah. buy one, but I want an authentic one. Yep. You want, yeah, you want uh, used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Production used. So I had the trap. I had the um, Egon's Peaky E-meter mm-hmm. with the little arms out the side. But I'm going to go... I think I'm, I'm quite proud of this one. Mm-hmm. I would like framed on the wall the blueprints of oh, the yeah. apartment building. It's good. Nice. Yeah. They're big though. I mean, it's, they yeah, yeah, take it's a, a big, a big frame. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you're, you've got a flipping a containment size, unit. Only <laughs> the size of a large mirror. Yeah. Right. I totally have that. Okay. I think that's it's great. Good. Yeah. One thing that's just occurred to me, a yeah. bit of a callback to um, something you mentioned, Andy, the, uh, the stick and the pump thing. Yeah. I wouldn't mind one of those. Yeah, I was thinking. I, I, puffer, I it, in, in my mind, I start thinking how I'd present them, and mm-hmm. I think I'd have little hooks, like it'd be like a wand you present on the wall, yeah. so they'd be that, and then you'd have some kind of cradle for the the squeegee thing. Oh, that would look good. Yeah. Trouble is, you keep filling. Would you know how to use it correctly? Venkman didn't. I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right, the call me Bronco coolest look, uh, Andy. <clears throat> I have one. Because I only need one. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Lewis's blue velour tracksuit. Yeah, I mean we're stretching. We're stretching the definition of cool, but yeah, it's okay. short. It's, I mean, he's a short man, and Flared. it's still not long enough for yeah. his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a great look. Yeah. Now, is he wearing like a like a orange polo neck underneath? Or anyway, it's terrible, but also great. Well done. Yeah, good. Uh, I've gone for Lewis Tully's blue velour tracksuit. You guys, I've got only one on my list, and as like with yeah. Andy, there was no contest. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, you could say, which you probably will, something to do with Dana. I'm, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Probably the <laughs> orange thing she's floating in. But anyway, yeah. well, <laughs> I, but I specifically wanted to mention that because, <laughs> of course, you did. <laughs> no, no, okay, no, this is important. So shut up. <laughs> this is important because Lewis is just wearing his clothes when Lewis is Vince. He's just wearing his clothes, right? Mm-hmm. But when Dana is Zool, she's wearing this like slinky orange off the shoulder number. Wait, is, does she own that? Is that did her she wardrobe? Did she, it? Exactly. I was thinking, does she change? Oh, I'm Zool now. What have we got on the wardrobe? Yeah. What can I? What can, oh, what I, can I slip I into? The keymaster with? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to try very hard. Have you seen him? Yeah. <laughs> right? But she did her makeup as well. Yeah. yeah. It's good makeup. Made an effort. I like a good strong eye makeup. It looks good on her. So I'm mentioning it purely because of that. Okay. So you just okay. you know, rein it in there, Mister. Um, how about Goza the Gozerian in a in a spangly jumpsuit With and the, the flat, flat top? top. Yeah. yeah. She looks like Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. From like, it's amazing. R- Ray at the beginning. She's two- wearing. She by the way, she's wearing high heels. Yeah. When she does that rubbish, don't. Somersault thing. I think she looks a bit like Sheena Easton. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Um, so Ray at the beginning, two separate scenes, two different outfits, but both of them have a polo shirt with buttons and a collar underneath a button-down shirt with buttons and a collar. Two collars. It's a it's an interesting look. I'm just 
Just saying. Because <laughs> I think, can we do two collars? I think you can do two collars, but, you know, it's clearly a choice by Ray because he's wearing two different outfits, two separate days, but both with the same vibe. Polo shirt under a button-down. I don't think I only need polo shirts to try this out. Mm. Okay, well, keep it in mind. Mm. I'm going to go for Pete's red shirt. Oh. Yeah, just because I love the way it complements the the red guy doing the, mm. the roller skating. Mm-hmm. So cool. that's my winner, Pete's red shirt. I I can't believe I didn't even think about Lewis's tracksuit. I should have. I mean, it's the right answer. Obviously, it's the mm-hmm. right answer. But I missed it for some reason. All right. We'll finish, as always, with closing credit. So I think this is our blonde lady from the party. Okay. Because I went through, again, I've mentioned this before, I'll mention it again. I will only pick people who are credited. So you can go on IMDb and look at the credited and uncredited. I'll only pick credited because they're the ones who who, um, ultimately feature in the role at the end of the film. Mm -hmm. Um. And the most amusing one for me was tall woman at party. <laughs> We've had a tall man before, yep, right, which was amusing because he was like five foot eight. <laughs> and I didn't think about what party it was. Of course, there is only one party, right? And is she tall? She's taller than Lewis, but then everyone is, right? Yep. But then I saw, I, I looked her up. I saw a picture of her, and and actually, I've just clicked. I think it's her. So I think yeah. um, Jean Kasem. Widow of Casey Kasem huh. is, in fact, tall woman of, at party. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is... I like that. Yeah, That's of course, great. we hear Casey Kasem in the, yeah, we the do. kind of montage. Yeah. Uh, his wife did a bit, of, a bit of acting, and I think that is her. That's brilliant. There we are. Love that. By the way, she's five foot ten. So... She's relatively tall for a... Taller I guess. than Rick Moranis. Yeah. I mean, she's not short, is she? No. Thank you for that. What's her name again? Jean Kaysen. Jean Kaysen. Brilliant. All right. Um, I think that will do it. Unless you guys have anything else, any sort of final thoughts, anything you want to say? No? Good. No. Mm -hmm. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Um, Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. And cheerio from me. Next time, I'm going to say it again. (laughs) Next time, we'll be doing Ready Player One. It is entirely based on Maddie's schedule, and Maddie is the busiest person I know. So it may not happen. If it's not Ready Player One, we will do something else with someone else. Uh, But if it's Ready Player One, perhaps give it a watch if you want to join along. Uh, But don't forget the small stuff.